KQED. Hey, Cooler listeners. Before we get started today, a bit of news for all of you. The Cooler is hosting our second ever live show in San Francisco on March 21st at the Chapel in the Mission. Theme is 90s Slumber Party. Get into it. Put on your PJs. Come hang out with us. I-R-L. To find out more about how you can attend, go to our Twitter page at KQEDPOP and pinned at the top will be more information about how you can get tickets, what you should wear, and a cute little Photoshop of our faces in front of a 90s background. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. This week, we're talking about how people don't care about the Oscars anymore, but we do. Or we're trying, at least. And in honor of the Olympics, we're going to be dishing about one of the shadiest rivalries of all time, the Cold War. Ooh, Feel that yeah. chill? I'm cold. We're also talking about why the movie Titanic might be a secret gay masterpiece. What? Ooh, tell me more. It's that time of year again, you guys. Black History Month? Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's also Hollywood prom season. Oh! AKA the Oscars, celebrating 90 years this year. So there will be glitz. Okay. There will be glamour. Yes. And a lot of complaining on social media about how boring the Oscars are. I mean, it's, it's not unwarranted. I mm. feel like every year I have amnesia, where I forget how boring the previous year was, so I buckle in, I have the snacks... I have mimosas. Mm-hmm. Then I watch. And all that happens is rich people thank their agents. Mm. And a bunch of people I don't know win stuff. And I'm like, wait, and I should know better. Even watching it, it feels like going to someone else's company party. Yes. Like it's, there's just not This is that. the holiday party. That's all it <laughs> is. the Hollywood holiday party. I'm only here for the victory speeches that contain... Like social messaging. Yes. That is it. Mm-hmm. I'm like Meryl Streep. Yes. You'll get a few. Like, I am, get a few. I'm here for that. Uh, everything else, I just, I feel like it's sort of like lulls, performances that I don't care to watch. The worst. Mm-mm. And it just seems like the longest night ever. It's a toil. It's, it's a slog. <laughs> a trudge. What other synonyms.com? Yeah. <laughs> so, with all that said, do you guys plan on actually watching this? Oh, yeah, no. for sure. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I plan on catching the clips once they're tweeted and posted on social media. I will watch that. Yes. And yeah, that's that's about it. Well, I think more and more people are doing what you just said, Jamidra, about relying on social media to have the Cliffs Notes greatest hits. Mm-hmm, pretty much. You can save yourself four hours and just see, okay, Jennifer Lawrence fell up the stairs. Okay, <laughs> Moonlight won, but actually a bunch of white people thought they won, mm-hmm. but they didn't. I will say the best part of watching award ceremonies for me. Yes perhaps this is an evil streak, is literally watching the camera pan to the people who didn't win. Yes. Mm. And they have to say gracious, yes. but they're like, oh. <laughs> you can see like a vein popping in their forehead, like oh. don't break. That also reminds me of Taylor Swift's face when Adele won something recently. Ooh. And Paint a picture it, was. it was before Taylor Swift was exposed. So people still liked her. Oh, hang on. Do you mean exposed by the great Snapchat developer? Yes. By I'm Kim Kardashian saying, and Kanye. She's been, she been exposed for a long time. Yeah. So this was pre that <laughs> BC, like before call out. Got it. Mm. A BK. And you can find this photo anywhere. Just look up Taylor Swift, Adele pissed. And she's just <laughs> looking specific. up 
And like sneering at Adele winning an award that she wanted to win oh. for Skyfall. How rude and ungracious. Uh. Well, what I will say is that that's just a direct rip off that song of Shirley Bassey's Diamonds Are Forever, which is another Bond oh. theme. But we can put that aside. That's fine. That's a personal beef that I have. That's with Adele. next week on The Cooler. Adele While is, Adele is dead to Carly. Adele is really good at ripping off other people. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song oh. Hometown Glory is just a Sia rip off as well. And Sam Smith <sighs> is great at ripping off Adele. So it's kind of like the human centipede really (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks need to get the mind bleach now yeah mind bleacher so viewership is Mm. down of course people some numbers for you Mm. in 2014 43 million people the next year 36 next year 34 next year 32 these are some drops Mm -hmm. and it's not just an oscar problem it's all across the board people are just losing interest because shit's boring (laughs) exactly grammys dropped 24% in one year all time low Emmys tied for all-time lowest ratings last year. Golden Globes, six-year low in all key demos. It is an award show, I guess, fatigue going on. Hi, sir. I have a question. Yes. I'm raising my hand for the listeners who can't see. Is this at all linked to the demise of television ownership? Ooh. Mm. Hot take. Like lukewarm take. <laughs> mm, elaborate, please. I'm just wondering. It's it, genuinely. It's just the logistics of less folks owning a TV and owning a cable. Uh-huh. Also, there's just so much more to see with Netflix, Hulu, binge watching. Like I'm binge watching Charmed. Ain't nobody got time for watching. I have a, I have a few shows that I've committed to right now. I'm committed to a few. I'm in a relationship with a couple shows right now. Is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't have time. I would say no one has time to watch Charmed as well. But you have made the time, and I salute that. I volunteered as tribute, and I'm taking one for the team. So I will say once again, haterific uh, two cents. Hateration. Hateration in the dancerie. Um. A lot of people speculated that that whole La La Land moonlight slip was sort of like a stunt to get people oh, to it's watch. It's like, catch us next year. Yeah. We're going to be messy. And but- that is the one thing that I thought about. <laughs> when the Oscars were announced this year, I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to be sloppy like they were last See? year. But reputations were ruined. People were fired because this of that. This is the so- thing. I love that idea in theory, yet not in practice, because it requires a sacrificial lamb, someone to take the fall. Oh, people fell. All right. Who is going to volunteer for that job? You'd Steve have to Harvey? know that you're like on the way out. Steve Harvey has already done He's it. got nothing so to just- lose. <laughs> Maybe that's what they do. They identify someone. It's like a movie. It's like the man with nothing left to lose. Let's get him to hold exactly. up the bank. Also, we talked about this before, but like because of social media, you don't have to watch or participate in like water cool moments the next day at your office or with that your friends. Digest. So there's less incentive to watch. Also, the nominees are kind of a bunch of who's. Mm. Who did? Who did? <laughs> Who he? Who, Who? she? Although they're trying to do better. Who is? Yes. (laughs) Who is? I think we say now. Okay. (laughs) Going with whom. But they did include Get Out, which is a blockbuster. And I'm glad that they did that because sometimes it's like Phantom Thread. Mm. Which you did not enjoy, am I correct? Oh, I almost walked out. It's too much. Well, here's the thing. So when we discussed talking about the Oscars this week, I was like, I don't know them. I don't know know any of them. And then when I looked them up, I was like, oh, okay, vaguely recognize some. And then... You're like, it's the gold guy, right? I was like, yes, vaguely recognize some of them. I was like, people are having sex with fishes. Should have saw that. Grinding Nemo's. Exactly. What? Did you just come up with that? (laughs) No, I wish I had. My esteem for you still is very high because of you saying that right now. I feel like it spiked and now it's back down uh, at its usual uh, level. <laughs> Grinding email. Never seen your eyes lit up like But that. I said, don't know her, don't know her, don't know her. And then I was like, oh, get out. I'm yes. here for it. Huh. I know her. Yeah. Hello, Daniel. 
It's funny that you talk about us having less overall interest in this stuff. And I know that I've got the, you know, the cable TV theory, but I am seeing across the board less interest in general in the events that were previously sold to us as the things, the events. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched an MTV Music Award yeah. in I don't know how long. Like, Since Bernie got a snake around in Hello. It. This is the thing. Like New York Fashion Week, normally I feel like that floods the internet and social media in particular but i genuinely feel like that event was sold to us as everybody wants this like everybody wants to be that and yes that is a devil wears prada reference i'm making there groundbreaking indeed (laughs) florals for spring i don't know it just feels like the idea that like what is important will be decided for us and dictated by these like pageants and these displays i kind of feel like that idea is dead yeah because even when something wins like album of the year or best picture it doesn't make me any more likely to go see that or listen to it if i didn't already feel that way before well actually having said that (laughs) (laughs) you're like i just like to revise my entire thesis i'm a libra i see both sides (laughs) i'm a completist as well and i like to be part of the cultural moment so i have tried to see all 10 best picture nominees and i normally wouldn't have if i'm gonna hate something i want to know why and I will tell you why later in the segment. If MLK rose up and told oh. me <laughs> that in order to unify, I needed to see La La Land, I was not doing it. No. <laughs> not even if <laughs> not it came even. from his lips. It's like, sorry, I can't do it. Also, that is a bold statement, Jamidra. I, I I'm sorry. I appreciate the advice. <laughs> He's like, Jamidra. <laughs> Racial harmony depends on you I, seeing La La Land and liking it. You're saying that you'd say, Martin, I appreciate the advice, <laughs> but it's a no for me, it's dog. A no. It's going to be a no. So another interesting facet of this whole award season thing is social media has allowed us to call them out when hashtag Oscar so white happens or Mm -hmm. things like that. And I was listening to Still Processing, a New York Times podcast recently, and they said in this year's Grammys, actually, it seems like the people in charge of these award shows are now so worried that they're going to be called out that now they're skewing in the other direction. Hmm. They said that they're self-correcting too much because of what happened to Ed Sheeran, who had like this huge album, huge songs, was only nominated for one award, I think. And he did win that, but he wasn't up for album of the year. He wasn't up for all these other things because the people, allegedly, who are in charge of the Grammys were worried that if he were nominated, the people voting would vote for him. And it would Hmm. just be like, Ed Sheeran wins everything. All of these amazing records by people of color don't win because of that. And then there's another outrage and like a protest of Grammys. So it's interesting that there is this like, okay, you need to be inclusive. But then they're like worried. Well, what if our voters aren't ready for the inclusivity? (laughs) And what if they'll just vote for Ed Sheeran? So we can't even nominate him. Let us not forget that Ed Sheeran at the MOBO Awards in the UK and uh, MOBO stands for Music of Black Origin. He was honored with the Man of the Year Award at the MOBO Awards. (coughs) What? I'm sorry, what? That's, what? That is choking on your tea or whatever it is that's yeah, in that cup, in this cup is entirely the Are right you, so that So basically you're saying the UK version of the BET Awards, yep, he's yep. on it there. So, Mobos. I mean, Justin Timberlake has made his way through a BET Award or two mm-hmm. ceremony. So has, I think, Robin Thicke. So they, we have had, this is this is not unprecedented, but you said Man of the Year? Uh, all I'm saying is we're dreadful too. Wow. <laughs> we support Ed Sheeran. Noted. Oh, they put him in Game of Thrones. No. They did. They Don't did. remind me of that. We've gone a little bit off the beaten path let's get back to the oscars and to get us energized about the oscars you know how like your teacher would sometimes spring a pop quiz on you and you would hate them for the rest of the day mm-hmm. well i'm about to be real hateable oh gosh oh because i have a pop quiz for you guys i so do not ground. have my number two pencil it is not You're sharpened young. i am not prepared to make my marks heavy and dark so 
pop quiz question number one. How many nominations does Meryl Streep have? 5,242. Oh, honey. Ooh, I'm going to go with 500. (laughs) Can we get some real answers in here? 25. Okay. And you're sticking with 5,000? No, no. My realistic answer is like 30. She's been nominated for 18 Oscars. You win, Jamidra. And she won three times. Sophie's Choice, Iron Lady, Kramer versus Kramer. Shocker of all shockers. She did not win for Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, LOL. screw Iron Lady. <laughs> screw Iron Lady. Let's not glorify Thatcher. Which country has the most foreign language wins? Uh, I'm going to go with France. I'm going to go with Spain because of Almodovar. It's Italy with 10. Oh, really? I was surprised too. Bloody Roberto Benigni. Yeah, he really helped. Yeah. Winning helped all that the one. awards. How many nominations does Social Pariah Woody Allen have? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Your lead-ins today are fire. Mm, Thank seven. You. I'm going to go for 15. The world is a dark place. 24. Oh. Jesus Christ. He's got more nominations than Meryl Streep? Yes, he does. Okay, obviously, it's time for a correction. The panel needs to be voted off. <laughs> All of them. Can we just do like a, a bachelorette type panel for the- You don't get Oscar a rose. Yeah, just to clarify, they were not competing for the best actress nomination. Okay. <laughs> that did not happen as much as I do not like the guy. Eight of those 24 mm. were after Dylan Farrow came forward with her story. So? I don't know. Believe in women wow. is just so hard though. But what'll make you feel better, I think, mm. is someone has way more nominations than him. Oh. Walt Disney had 59 nominations Ooh, and won 22 times and four honorary ones because he yes. got it like that. And when he comes back from his cryodome, mm. he's going to tell us, thanks for the shout out on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. The Oscars were postponed three times in the past 90 years. Which of these reasons is made up by me earlier today? Because you are a sneaky trickster. <laughs> you are a fox. I am. <laughs> because of flooding in L.A. Hmm. Because of World War II, Ooh. because of MLK Jr.'s funeral, because of an attempt on President Reagan's life. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with flooding. Hmm. I feel like to postpone it because of an assassination attempt is a lot. Oh, wait, but is that the Jodie Foster guy that tried to kill Ronald Reagan? Who knows? You're looking at me in a sneaky way. I'm going to say that one. It is because of World War II. Mm. They kept on trucking. Huh. Flooding took them down, MLK Jr.'s funeral, and assassination. They're attempt. like, we're not going to mm-hmm. let the Nazis win. Yeah. It's exactly. what they would want for us to postpone this. <laughs> How much did a ticket cost at the first Oscars in 1929? 35 cents. A ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, $2, which is probably $2,000 in today's money. It's actually $5. Mm. And today, it's $73. Ah, in your face, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> With your 35 cents. Yeah, that nickel. <laughs> And because I like to challenge you guys, mm-hmm. the final you question did. is this. Three movies have tied for winning the most Oscars. Hmm. Name one of them. Oh, Titanic. Gone with the Wind. And what was another one that swept? What, probably like Shawshank Redemption or something. Titanic is correct. Yes. Ben Hur is the other one. And The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Mm. Bugger. Yes. So do you guys feel energized? You feel like the blood is pumping. You're I excited do. about the I Oscars. Do, I do. I do. I okay. the blood is pumping. Not really excited about the Oscars. I'm just gonna tune in to watch to see if Get Out wins and if Mary J. Blige comes through for the Mudbound nomination. Okay, so that's who Ooh. you're rooting for. Oh yes, Carly. Who are you rooting for? 
100% call me by your name. Same, same, same. I wet through that movie. Same, same, same. I started crying, I believe, maybe 40 minutes in and then did not stop for a good hour and a half afterwards. I have witnesses who can corroborate this at the local movie theater. People are like, that woman is a mess. <laughs> and there's some <laughs> tissue. I was sobbing. It, it was wonderful. Yeah, it should win all the awards. It's just phenomenal. I agree with that. Someone who I'm rooting against. Hmm. Ooh. One Gary Oldman. Oh, oh yeah. No, uh, documented trash, right? Documented trash. And I have the document right here. And I will share with you. Yeah, the domestic violence receipts? Yes. Who is this person? I don't... He played Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour, which is nominated. He's probably going to win Best Actor because the world is trash, as we discussed. He's also in the newest Batman movies as Commissioner Gordon. Mm. He's also in Harry Potter as a character you don't know. He gets around. (laughs) He does. That teed off. So his then-wife... In 2001, her name's Danya Fiorentino, filed papers in the Los Angeles Superior Court. Mm. Not a lowly one, Mm-mm. Superior. And says that he strangled her oh. in front of her children mm. and also hit her in face with a phone in front of her children. Wow. So there's that. That's enough, but I have more. In an interview with Playboy in 2014, he said the following. Well, if I called Nancy Pelosi a C-word, and I'll go one better, a effing useless c-word i can't really say that but bill maher and john stewart can bill maher could call someone a insert gay slur here and get away with it he can say something like that is that more or less offensive than alec baldwin saying to someone in the street you gay slur i don't get it Hmm. so the question is why are you why do you have such an urge to say these things and also there is a difference between alec baldwin going up to someone and Mm. saying that versus a comedian saying it and you know I don't think straight comedians should say that word, but that's just me. But there is a difference. Yeah, I think that he does this very tedious thing that a lot of guys do of that age, of that demographic, (laughs) um, where they do the I'm playing devil's advocate thing. You hear Jeremy Irons doing it a lot, actually, in interviews. Where I think they're just bored with their lives. So they start saying this stuff like, well, maybe I don't believe it, but I'm just going to posit it. It is tedious, it is offensive, and it needs to stop. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a human touch. And he's crap in Leon the Professional. I don't get why everyone loves him in that movie. And I just want to put that out there as a hot take from like a movie that came out 20 years ago. Yeah. I like that you just kept pushing past my Spice Girls lyric. <laughs> no, I, I absorbed it. I felt it. I absorbed it. And it gave me the power to diss the professional. Well, I couldn't be. I wouldn't be able to pick this guy out in the lineup. So I'm just going to continue to keep him in that space. You genuinely wouldn't, though. He's very generic. Okay. <laughs> You might want to memorize his face, though, because after what I'm about to read, the final thing, you might want to know his face so you can punch it. Oh, got it. So I just Here's what he says. Kula does not endorse violence. It just <laughs> Except when they really deserve it. <laughs> Here's his opinion on Mel Gibson, because we needed that. Oh, I know what's coming. Quote, Mel Gibson is in a town that's run by Jews. And he said the wrong thing because he's actually bitten the hand that I guess has fed him and doesn't need to feed him anymore because he's got enough dough. He's like an outcast, a leper, you know? I don't know about Mel. He got drunk and said a few things, but we've all said those things. I mean, but I feel like Mel was just in the awards ceremony recently looking like Man of the Woods. Was he not? (laughs) Didn't he get nominated for something? I mean, yes. He looks a bit like the bear in The Revenant. (laughs) He goes on. We are all effing hypocrites. That's what I think about it. The policeman who arrested Mel Gibson has never used the N-word or, quote, that effing Jew. Mm. Okay. So we've said all those things, he said. Apparently we have, Just to refresh your memory of what those things are that Mel Gibson said. 
effing Jews. The Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. And then he told his then partner, I hope you get raped by a pack of N-words. Oh, yeah. We've all said that. Yes. Right. I mean, I feel like every I day, just, every day, just you, you wake know, the, up, the you say that. The trouble with that stuff is it just tumbles out. Yeah. Tumbles out. I mean, you have a cup of tea, it tumbles out. It's part of my meditative practice in the morning. Right. I just... <laughs> Instead of om, you say, yeah. I hope you get raped by a pack yeah. of etc. Exactly. Isn't that funny how we've all conveniently not forgotten about that stuff? We talk about it sometimes, but he's very slowly coming back into the culture. Like I said, he well, was just looking like the man of the woods at some award ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are we doing this? Are we... Six Oscar nominations last year for Mel Gibson yeah. for his random movie. And like we said, Casey Affleck won Best Actor. And he's been accused of some things. So going along with this tradition, Gary Oldman's going to win this best actor. And he's going to be rewarded. Even in the wake of Me Too and Time's Up, progress is being made. But like it's selective. Like why is this guy falling through the cracks? Just because he put on prosthetics and is like, I'm Winston Churchill. (laughs) Give me a break. So anyway, the Oscars are this weekend. Some of us will be watching. Some of us won't. Yeah, no. Enjoy them, I guess. Now you have some opinions from us Mm -hmm. and some knowledge from the little pop quiz. And... Go forth. Conquer. Go forth and watch or not? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's up to you. Now, guys, on this show, we talk a lot about celebrity beefs. Do we not? Every week. Every week. (laughs) Fairly fair to say. Uh, so today we're going to talk about one of the most long-standing, well-known, high-profile beefs of all time. Ooh. Mm. The coldest shoulder in modern history, if you will. Between, J-Lo and Mariah? Mm, it's close. <laughs> this is another beef between two international divas. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Oh, wait, I can get this. You're talking about Drake, aren't you? Drake and Meek Mill. Close. Uh, they're divas as well. But I'm talking about the United States and Russia, formerly known as the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Back in the USSR, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> but anytime you got a formerly known as, you know you're dealing with a diva, yes? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Cold War. Now, there's some disagreement about when the Cold War ended exactly. Maybe ba- it never did. Yeah, I'm just like, listen. Because it's still chilly. Okay. We're talking about like 40 plus years worth of beef here. Oh, mm. longstanding. Longstanding. 1947 to 1989, or mm, depending on who you ask, 1991. This is Joan and Betty all over. Again. Exactly. So listen, could either of you picture holding on to a beef for 40 years? Sure. I'm just <laughs> <It> sounds euphemistic. <laughs> There's still this kid. His name is Matt. Get it out. Get it out. From like first grade, we were all going to a swimming pool for mm-hmm. a field trip. And we're all lined up and we had to get changed at the school. And so I got changed and I stuffed my underwear into my backpack, but I guess they were hanging out a little bit. Uh-oh. And Matt comes and pulls them out and has said Look who has Mickey Mouse underwear oh, and no. made fun of me. Matt. And so it's, it hasn't been 40 rude. years yet, but that grudge is intact. And so here's the thing. Did you ever confront Matt about it? I went to a different school eventually. <laughs> I thought I got over it. But then my college friend went to high school with him and they were best buds. And she was like, you're going to love my friend Matt. Oh, no. And then I saw a picture of them and I was like, that kid? dead to me okay so perfect that is the example that i was looking for you know why because the u.s and the ussr never officially confronted one another right they only participated in quote proxy wars which is essentially like passive aggressive facebook posts super frosty (laughs) and convincing your friends to hate becky because becky's got good hair and they should hate her too because you're friends so wait they were subtweeting each other exactly vague booking (laughs) 
<laughs> Pretty much. So we all went to high school, so I won't get into too much detail. Bay of Pigs, Space Race, blah, blah, blah. Multiple years of U.S. history. Layers. <laughs> Layers. That's like a seven-week course, and you're like, nah, blah, 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 whatever. It all, all worked out. It all worked out. <laughs> all you need to know is the U.S. and the USSR were both superpowers, and neither one of them was seeing it for each other. So essentially, it was like one thing after another. If you want to know, just watch Showgirls. You know the scene when Elizabeth Berkeley trips old girl because she wants the number one spot? Obviously. With some marbles or exactly. something? Exactly. So this is basically I love what we're talking Chow. about here. But hang on a minute. Emmanuel's fledgling beef with Matt. Matt didn't have nuclear weapons. <laughs> he was trying to nuke my reputation. I you like, know what that's I called? I like what he did there. It is called psychological warfare. Yes. Psy-ops. <laughs> We've talked about the past. Now let's fast forward to today. Because for some reason, recently there's been a lot of tension between Russia and the United States. You don't say. Can't imagine why. No collusion. I feel like no collusion is Donald Trump's, and another one, like DJ Khaled's little catchphrase. (laughs) It's like, no collusion on every single track. It's like, we know. Get over it. The mixtape nobody wanted. We make the best music. That's true. (laughs) So let's start with common themes about what pop culture was during the Cold War. So you got to have some nuclear war. We're all going to die. Yep. I was just thinking synths. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That too. You got to throw in a dash of espionage. Mm -hmm. So who's the hero that's going to save us all? And you got to have some fictional confrontation between the warring nations. Yes? Yeah. So we're never actually going to run up on one another. We're just going to write fan fiction about what would happen if we did. So when I mentioned Cold World pop culture, my husband immediately was like, um, Rocky Four and Red Dawn. Well, you know, those are the two examples that spring to my mind, too. I've never seen Red Dawn, but it's basically about teenagers or high schoolers who fight off Soviet invaders. That's cool. It is right? so on the nose. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, as, yeah. as is Rocky Four, when it, <laughs> where it's literally just like a Soviet boxer who Rocky is like, I gotta beat him. I gotta fight. He's basically standing in for America. It's Rocky saves the world. Because we all need a hero. Yeah. We are the world. Yes. We are the children. So you may know that there was a rise in like propaganda films. The U.S. was producing them. Soviet Union was producing them. But what you may not know is that the FBI came through to Hollywood and started strongly encouraging people to create films that, quote, foster the FBI image as the protector of the American people. The FBI came through. They posted up. They were like, we're making these films. And since we're talking about like the FBI trying to influence Hollywood, it has me wondering, like, I wonder if they're influencing our content now. I don't know if you guys know about this movie, but Red Sparrow, starring Jennifer Lawrence as a Russian sleeper agent, is being made. I saw a clip for that, and I said, I don't know if I could sit through two hours of her struggling through a Russian accent, but it might be good. (laughs) And Atomic Blonde was kind of about... Big fan of Atomic Blonde. The Cold War, actually. Yeah, and synth music. And you're supposed to side with Americans in that. Pretty much. Kind of. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, she is revealed to be a cheeky American at the end. Or is she? I forget. We never know. Also, the Americans TV show making us think about this stuff. And maybe the FBI is getting into our heads, making us think of Russians as relatable but still evil. Mm. And so, you know, we got the Olympics going on and Russia, unfortunately, is not there because of um, doping. Mm, Yeah. But this is not the first time that Russia was not at the Olympics. Russia sat out the Summer Olympics back in 1980 as a protest because it was in L.A. And four years prior, the U.S. didn't come to the Winter Olympics when they hosted. Oh. I'm just, well, who likes L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) Don't at me, L.A. I really like you. Apart from the last time I went, there was, well, you know, that was the whole thing about the 
I don't the know. dead body mm. outside my hotel. Wow. We don't need to get into that. Right. It's Jeez. fine. It's fine. So since we're talking about the Olympics, which is literally like as competitive as you can possibly get, another like competitive sport or spectacle, if you will, okay, has I come will. to mind. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yas oh. Queen. Yes. <laughs> so then I got to thinking, if America and Russia were contestants in RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. What would be their names? Okay, I did some soul searching mm. to figure this out. I'm glad. As RuPaul says, don't F it up. <laughs> so I'm going to try not to do that. Hopefully these creations don't let you down. Oh, well, who do we have coming to the stage who's going to lip sync for their Ooh. life? Welcome to the stage representing Russia. Oh, God, it's going to be really Russian, isn't it? Ivana, hack your electrical grid. Oh, Manuel, <laughs> Jesus. I really hope your Gmail passwords are strong. <laughs> Because they're not. They are getting opened right up after this is released, and I won't support you. Also representing Russia, Sheila Blackmailia. Oh, Sheila? Sheila, that's I, your girl. I can, <laughs> I'm sure she can do a split too. She's got all of the moves. Yes. She will do a dip, death drop, mm. twist and turn, wig reveal, mm-hmm. and representing the USA. We have three drag queens. Oh, because we're always doing the most. The first one that popped into my head is not great. It's just a conglomeration of all the white girl names I could think of. Oh. Katie, Amy, Heather, Becca. Okay. Oh. Is she going to do a Texas dip? Yes. Okay. Why isn't Carly in there? That's the whitest of the names. You know, I researched what the whitest girl names are, and Carly was on there. But I wasn't going to do like that. (laughs) I mean, I I thank you, but it's fine. I wouldn't have minded. I am very white. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking. Carly (laughs) is the white panelist. I don't know if you guys know that. Another U.S. drag queen. First name, Shanidza. Oh. In case you're wondering how that's spelled. S-H apostrophe. Oh. N-E-E-D-Z-A. Spelling's Shinidza. important. Yes. She needs a timeout. Oh. Because America <laughs> is meddling in a lot of things around the world. We've gotten up to a lot of things. We're not exactly the hero all the time. That is palpably true. Also, we're going through it right now. Mm, yes. We're at odds with each other. We're at odds with other countries. Civil rights, we're not sure if they're still a good thing or not. So she needs a timeout. So have several seats, basically? Yes. Okay. She needs a seat as well. (laughs) (laughs) They're sisters. And finally, for the U.S. First name, Anita. Last name, another election. Anita, another election. Wow. Can I get one? We stay out of politics on the show. Can I get one? Can I also get an amen? Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to see what they can do on the stage. That's, That's a lot. Season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race next year, dropping with all of these girls. Yes. Oh, my God. Imagine if that happened, though. We know that the Cold War is the Cold War. What do you think historians would call this sort of, like, tense period they were experiencing with Russia? I have a few suggestions. Ooh, rebrand. Ooh. You guys can vote on which one. Okay. The Team Nobody War? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, America is no angel. It's rude. It's direct. It's to the point. I like it. I'm going to get kicked out of this country. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Real Housewives three-part reunion war. Oh. Because the reunion is always when all of it bubbles up to the surface. Exactly. It had been long running, so the Cold War was like the season. Mm -hmm. And then this is the reunion where they actually call each other out and maybe pull each other's wigs. I like your thinking. (laughs) I like the way you talked us through that. And if I was an Olympic figure skating judge, I would say six points, Mm. which I think is like the best. (laughs) The I know what you did last summer with prostitutes on a hotel bed in Moscow war. And finally, Mm. (laughs) if that last one didn't do it, this one will. The grab them by the Pussy Riot war. Oh, Pussy Riot is a Russian group Mm -hmm. that's sticking it to their government and grab by the 
is our thing, unfortunately. Update your textbooks now, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're listening, Putin, hey, how's it going? Hey, it's me again. I was the one sitting next to Jill Stein at that (laughs) lovely ceremony you had. Let's just open a dialogue. Yes. Am I genuinely, officially offering to open a dialogue with Russia? No. 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 Why did I say that? Why? Why did I do that? Because you want the FBI to come to your house because you're lonely. (laughs) (laughs) It's the vegan epic. Well, folks, you know what that song means. It's time for Peek in the Pit. I'll get my shovel. Well, as you know, it's been 84 years since we have discussed the small budget independent movie Titanic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Since it's Oscar season and this monster of a movie won 11, count them, 11 Oscars. So many. That's too many. And Leo didn't get any? He didn't deserve it. He didn't. Okay, so this week's peak, it is an insanely detailed fan theory about Titanic by a writer called Ryan Menezes for the website Cracked.com. And it suggests that far from being the movie that you think it is about a big old ship that hits an iceberg and a man and a woman who have a kind of a romance and the guy dies on a door. This writer says that James Cameron actually intended Titanic to be a subversive queer masterpiece hiding in plain sight. Okay, Miss me with this Where? Dumbledore Where? nonsense. And that Jack Dawson, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh-huh. is in fact either a woman disguising herself as a man or a trans man. Okay, that wow. explains the haircut, though. The haircut okay. was very... Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, this is part of the evidence. Let me just go into the evidence locker. Number one, Leo is apparently way more androgynous than most of James Cameron's leading men, Mm -hmm. historically. Leo's chest is never shown in this movie. And apparently this movie is not funny about showing that. Because it's bound. Because bound, the boobs are within. Wow. What lies within? Boobs. Also, all the forbidden romance stuff, if you dig into it, it could actually mean, rather than poverty keeping them apart, Mm -hmm. gayness. Yeah. That's the forbidden side of things. Apparently, there's some also, if you really look hard, there are some clumsy references to Rose, the Kate Winslet character, being like into women because she's like gazing at like the portraits of nude women a little too long. Or there's the fact that Jack could be a unisex name. This theory is bonkers. I'm, right? I'm trying. I'm trying to stay with you. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm trying. But I feel stretched without okay. this reaching. <laughs> so stretched. So stretched. But the thing is, I'm giving it peak of the week for a for ambition. Yeah. B because if you go hard at something enough. Something will probably stick. Let so that, that be a lesson to all of us. that in yeah. mind, we salute you, Ryan Menezes, <laughs> for taking a movie that's plainly not about this thing and kind of finding something kind of beautiful in there. Yes. So Queer love is real, but people usually don't make movies about it. That's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page out of, out of Ryan's book, and I'm going to try to find the people of color on Titanic. I'm sure there are subversive <laughs> like black people on it the It is ships. a blink and you'll miss it situation. <laughs> well, you see. You never saw them applying the white makeup. Exactly. exactly. But they're actually black underneath. Mm, the whole time. And so we now transition to our pit. We're going to keep on with the Oscars theme here. Oh, my God. This is awful, guys. Okay. Picture the scene. It's 2002. It's the Oscars. Julia Roberts is presenting the Best Actor Mm. Award. She gets up. Denzel Washington, who she's worked with, like, briefly, previously, is one of the nominees. And she is announcing that he's going to win. This is a big moment for Denzel Washington. But in Julia Roberts' mind, it's a big moment for Julia Roberts. Oh, 
The Oscar goes to I Love My Life, Denzel Washington. Did she just wake up wow. before she She it? somehow manages to make Denzel Washington be about the fact that she loves her life. He gets up, everyone's clapping. She hugs him for a full eight seconds. I <laughs> counted, I counted. She does not want to leave the stage after she said how much she loves her life. I'm just going to say something that's pretty controversial, guys. I don't know if you know this, but black people aren't given a lot of Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> This is something that a lot of people know. But this but is still about me. This is still about Julia <laughs> Roberts. You know you are taking up space not intended for you when Sidney Poitier is literally off to the side of the stage looking around during the applause being like, will someone remove this woman? Wow. So. That Anglo-Saxon there, remove her no matter how much she loves her Well, life. if they were in Wakanda, they would have just barked. Yes. At Julia. Because white people don't get to talk. Not on a turn. Stay in your lane. Not for Julia Roberts. <laughs> she's going to stay on the stage. And then she hugs him as he's trying to leave as well. And he gives her this look like, oh, get off me. She's literally hanging off him. Standing pit of the week to Julia Roberts. Oh. Wow. She earned that one. She did. And to take us out this week, going to keep on with the Oscars theme. I don't know if you guys know, again, but not always good songs win Oscars. Oh, yeah. I was kind of laboring under the misapprehension that they did. I don't know why. I think it's because I always tune out for the best song bit. And mm. I was looking back through all the songs that had previously won Oscars. There's some real shite in there. <laughs> <laughs> really bad stuff. I've had the time of my life in 1988 from Dirty Dancing. That won an Oscar. Well, Oscars cheesy, are meant to be good. One shocker for me was when 3-6 Mafia won uh, for <laughs> It's yeah. Hard Out for Pimp. I was like, this is happening. This is okay. Oscars not so wait for once. <laughs> for once. Mm -hmm. But then they returned to it again. Yeah. Like in 1986, Take My Breath Away, the theme tune from Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun gosh. won a Best Song Oscar. This is nuts. <laughs> so I wanted to choose the best slash worst song, and I have to go with Flashdance, What a Feeling. Ooh! From 1984, Irene Cara. Because why not? It's terrible, and it won an Oscar. At this point, I'm expecting water to fall from the ceiling, and then we can all just sort of like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just know if you live in Pittsburgh and you're a welder, you can make your ballet dance. <laughs> true. So without further ado, take us out, Irene Cara, because no one's saying that on another podcast. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who had our back this week. Special shout out to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for this awesome music and our podcast pop up, David Marcus. Until next time, find us on social media. Carly is Teacup in the Bay. You can find Emmanuel at Excuse My Beauty without the E on Twitter and with the E on Instagram. And Jamidra is at Jamidra Says on all relevant platforms. Yes. Tweet us. 